I was also thinking about that verse, and our sermon's going to go along with the same lines. We didn't necessarily coordinate all of this together. I don't think uh, Pastor Jason knew what the message was on this morning. But we're going to talk about, I have a sermon with three words, awake, shake, and break. Awake, shake, and break. The theme verse from this is Isaiah chapter 52, verses 1 and 2. But I was thinking of that verse that Sarah said, Proverbs 28, verse 13. If I hide my sin, I will not prosper. But if I, I confess it and forsake it, my sin, I will have mercy. And, and there was a prophecy this morning that encouraged us in the word of God. Now, the, the Bible says, if I have God's word in my heart, I will not sin against thee. I will hide thy word in my heart that I will not sin against thee. But the Bible also says, if we hide sin in our heart, we will not do well. So we're told to hide his word, not sin. And I have a story. I won't go into details, but when I was, I was trying to think back, like 10 or 11, 12 years old, somewhere around there, I did something I knew my parents did not want me to do. I knew I did wrong. But I was so afraid to tell my mom and dad that I did not tell my mom and dad until I was about 25 years old. Now, that's not because I forgot it was with me. And you know what my mom and dad said when I told them? We forgive you. And that was it. So 12, 13, 14, 15 years that I held that thing inside because I did not want to confess it because I was afraid. And it stuck with me and I believe I did not do well in those years of my life because I was holding on to a sin. And that's a very clear example to me of what God's word says. If I hide my sin, I will not do well. So that's my encouragement to us today. Don't hide your sin. Confess it to God. Confess it to somebody else. If it's something you know you've done to a mom or dad, you, you did something that they didn't like you to do or you hurt somebody else, confess it. Now, a lot of the songs that we heard this morning were God's part of that equation, right? Victory, victory shall be mine if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. Or purify your people, O God. Cleanse me, O Lord. God has a major part in us overcoming sin in our life. But the passage we're looking at this morning talks about our part. So let's read that as we start. Isaiah 52, verses 1 through 2. We'll read this out of the, the ESV translation this morning. It says, Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. There shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake yourself from the dust and arise. Be seated, O Jerusalem. Loose the bonds from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Now we know this applies to the nation of Israel back then, but I never realized before this passage was written to a people who were held captive in bondage. And God says, be set free. Every part just about of this verse is an enthusiastic action and a specific command to be set free from bondage. And God specifically says in verse one, there will no more come into you uncircumcised and unclean. The thought for us there is remove the unpure, remove what is not clean, what is not pure. So we're going to go through First, or parts here of the verses, and again, the three main points are awake, awake, shake, and break. There's some other more minor points, but let's 
Look at these. We need to be awake in order to be set free from our bondage. Now, Hebrews 12, 1 talks about the sin that so easily besets us. There is a sin for every one of us that easily besets us. And that's different for different people. But there is something that easily gets you. And the first thing God says is, awake! Don't sleep! Now, there's a couple different ways we can be asleep. One is we can be dull. It can be something that has been our little friend for so long that we're dull to it. Like Sarah said in the kid's story, we make excuses for it. It's just like it's part of us, whatever that thing is. The Bible talks about secret sins of our hearts, things that can be inside of us, maybe that we don't even know. But I think we're usually aware of pretty big outward sins. I think we're aware when we do something physically wrong. I think we're aware when we lie. I think we're aware usually if we were to steal. I think we're pretty aware if we do some sort of sexual sin. These are very outward things that we can be very aware of. So when the Bible says, awake, awake, it can be something like that that is, we're aware to, but we're dull. Some outward sin. But I also believe, and the Bible says, there can be sins that we are asleep to because we're not aware of them. They're inside of us. These are more internal things that we can do wrong. And these are the harder ones. These are more difficult. Things like pride. The Bible's clear that we all struggle with pride. But how much do I recognize that in myself? Do I see that as a sin in my own heart? criticalness. It's very easy to have the sin of criticalness. I found myself doing this and not even realizing what was going on in my mind. I can think, you can think, I'll put all of us in here, a critical or negative thought without even being aware, and it can ruin your day. I won't ask you to show your hands for if that has happened to you. You might have some other outward action. You might become angry at somebody. You might become difficult to be around. You might say unkind words. But the root sin can be a critical mind that spent time dwelling on some negative thought about somebody or something, and then outwardly, you responded. But the, in, the, the initial thing was an inward sin. See, and sometimes we can totally miss that connection. We can just say, wow, I don't know why I'm having such a bad afternoon. I must just be tired after lunch. You know, I've said that. But is it something that's gone on in my mind that made me how I am right now? So, awake. See, the Bible says if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We know it's clear we're all sinners. We just like to say it was a long time ago or it's not a big deal. But God is saying awake. There's all things, there's things that we all need to overcome. This message is for all of us. Whether you struggle with a major outward thing or you struggle with something that nobody else will ever know about because it's in your mind, this is for us. God says awake. This is not the time to be dull or asleep in a sinful way. Now the next part of that verse says, put on your strength. 
put on your strength. And the word strength means force, security, might, power, majesty, and praise. You can look that up in the original if you didn't get that fast enough. It also means beauty. And then the verse carries on and says, stay away from what is uncircumcised and unclean. But when it says put on thy strength, it's like put on your security. Have your bodyguard with you to be protected. That's the thought here. Put on your security. Like put up your guard, put up your defenses. How many of you, if somebody came at you and you knew that they wanted to hurt you, would just go, hmm, hit me? Right here, preferably, because that hurts the most. No, you put up your guard. If you know something's coming to get you, you do whatever you can, whatever measure that is, to keep that from hurting you. That's what this thought says. Put on your strength. Put up your guard. This sin, this easy, sin that easily besets you, you have to have your guard up against. Or it will punch you in the nose. And you'll fall down and have to get back up and do it over again. Hopefully you put your hands up the next time. You can't defend yourself also while you are sleeping. That's why God said, awake. He said it twice. Awake, awake. You've got to defend yourself and you can't be dull and sleeping to do that. In the same way that Israel was to keep the unclean people outside of their land, we're to keep the unclean ways outside of our heart. And this, again, is our part. Now we've got a choice. God will help us to do this, but we need to choose to do it. We have to choose to put on our might, our strength, and also to accept God's strength to resist sin. We have to choose to put on God's beautiful garments instead of our dirty, old, and unclean ways. The next part of that verse says, shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the dust. And then they were told after that to arise. Why were they told, shake yourself from the dust and arise? Because they'd got punched in the nose and were laying on the ground. That's how they're down and dusty. And God said, get up and shake yourself. This is the move on part. This is the, you've got beaten, okay, get up, carry on. This image is powerful. God says, get up, clean up, and move forward with me. No matter what your past is, no matter what you have done, get up, clean up, and move forward in me. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse 16, that the righteous man will keep getting up when he falls. Now this can mean a bunch of different things in, in the word falls, but one of those things is fails. One of the definitions is fails. So a righteous man who fails will get up and will keep getting up. What do you do when you have failed and fallen in sin? Again, mentally, physically, whatever that may be, you get back up, you shake the dust off, and you move on. This, in Christian terminology, is the part that's the forgiveness part. You get up and you say, Lord, forgive me for what I have done and help me to carry on. Help me to move forward and to not do that again. It's to repent and ask forgiveness. 
What happens if you don't get up and shake yourself from the dust? You stay down and beat up. And that's just where God does not want you. And that's just where your enemy does. Got him. God says, get back up, child. I know you messed up. I'll help you. But you've got to get back up. So even if you feel beat up, if you feel condemned by your past, if you feel like you've done tremendously wrong, understand that you can get up and clean up. And with God's help, you're forgiven and you can carry on. The next part of this verse, arise and sit down. It says in the King James, arise and sit down. I, it was very interesting terminology. I had to look that up. Now, it, it may well mean arise and sit up. Arise and sit up. And this part of the verse, I think, is God's interjection here to remind us that it's him who helps us. It's God who brings us from a low estate. The word sit up, you know, it has the thought of actually coming to a, a place of glory or a place of honor. It's God who helps us come from a place from in the dust to a place of honor with him. We can't do that on our own. It is God who does that for us. The, the phrase that came to mind when I was thinking of that is the Bible talks about being changed from glory to glory into the image of God. We keep moving on in the Lord, but it is him who helps to change us. And it's his strength and his grace that helps us to win. You know, much of the rest of Isaiah 52 is a lead up into Isaiah 53. And if you have studied your Bible a bit, you know Isaiah 53 is one of the most famous Old Testament passages about Jesus Christ. And Isaiah 52, there's two verses that encourage us to overcome and to win and to get up and to be awake and to shake ourselves. But the whole rest of that chapter and the lead up into chapter 53 is all about God's part. It's all about Jesus. He is the one who helps us. It talks about how he redeems us. It talks about how we will know his name and he will be right there with us. It talks about how we will sing and rejoice at the good news of salvation and redemption. And I love verse 10. Verse 10 in Isaiah 52 says, God will bear his holy arm. You know what that means? God's going to show his muscles on our behalf. He's going to flex for you and me. And I love that because the God who made the entire universe is certainly strong enough to help you and to help me be changed into his image and to overcome sin in our life. So you awake, you shake yourself from sin, but remember you need God. This is not something that you and I do on our own. We do our part, but we need his strength to keep winning. And he is bearing his holy, his holy arm to help you and I continue to be free from sin in our life. The next part is, I called it break. It says, loose thyself from thy bands, O captive. Loose thyself from thy bands, O captive. You're a prisoner, you're a captive. Loose yourself from your bands. In the NLT, it says, remove the chains of slavery from your neck, O captive. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said, 
I came to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the doors of the prison, prisons for those who are bound. God doesn't want captives as followers. He wants us to be set free in Christ, held by no sin that continually overcomes us. But even though he sets people free, we have to choose to remove those chains of sin. Your sin, my sin, does not need to be a chain to hold us in bondage. We can be set free. And Jesus said, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We can be free indeed, which means like continually free from sin. He's already paid the price Jesus has to set us free. Now we have to remove the chain. We can choose to stay in that chain of bondage. We can choose, you know, the picture is with, with slaves in yesteryear, they would chain them together. They would be chained to each other or to something. They could not be free. Jesus says, I set you free, but you've got a chain still. It's not locked. It's not bound to anything, but you're wearing it. Loose it. Take it off and get rid of it. Understand it's his power that did that, but we have to make the choice. And God has again bared his arm to set us free. It is his strength. You've probably heard the example of the story of the elephant. Uh, in, in, uh, I forget who told, somebody told the story here from the pulpit before, but when they're training an elephant, apparently, they use a large ball and a chain, and that elephant learns that it cannot go anywhere. And they eventually get that elephant to the point that it only needs a very lightweight string on its leg, and it won't try to break free. Maybe you feel like you're bound with a ball and a chain in your sin. But maybe it's just a string. Because God says, I am with you. I am here to help you. I am your strength. You can win. You can overcome. So don't let that sin be such a way of life that you think it's always a problem. It will always be there. Sin doesn't have to be a lifelong companion. Ask God for strength to remove the chain of that bondage. I was thinking about Paul and Silas in jail. Not about sin, but their, their example of them being in jail that night. They were there and they started singing and rejoicing before the Lord. And I was thinking of how fearful that must have been for them in that prison. Well, maybe not for them, I don't know, but for all the other prisoners. Because the wording in the Bible specifically says it was a great earthquake. That's translated or interpreted elsewhere as massive, a huge earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken, it says. And shaken means to waver, agitate, rock, topple, or destroy. So I'm thinking the building was fairly ruined. If you just, I've had this picture that, oh, the, the, there was a little shaking and the doors popped open and the locks were undone on the chains. But in the original, that's not what it means. It means things were bad. The building was rumbling Enough so that the foundations were shaken, so what held the doors in broke, and they loosed. 
What held their chains together broke. I would think they were attached to the walls or something, and it broke, so they were now free. Those chains were now loosened. But they had to go through quite the experience to be set free. So just like Paul and Silas, God can use times of shaking in our life. Many times that is how we are set free from a major bondage, is a major shaking in our life. And maybe you feel like you've been through a shaking the last few months. I don't know. Maybe it's been hard for you. Maybe you've carried on and it's been normal. But perhaps it's been a time of shaking in your life. And God wants to use this time to help you to be free. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 2, 1 Peter 4, 1 through 2, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking, for whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. Whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So if you are struggling with a sin, again, whether we keep saying this, but pride or criticalness, or maybe it's outward, some other outward sin, God, bring on the suffering. Amen? (laughs) That's a hard one to say. Bring on the shaking, Lord. If this is what it takes to set me free, I want to be set free. Amen? If it takes a difficulty, Lord, I will take the difficulty. Set me free from whatever it is that you may have in your life. Let God use it for good in your life. Whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So today is the day. The Bible says, don't harden yourself. Today is the day. Let God use this time. Let God use what he is bringing you through to awake, to realize what you struggle with, to shake it off, to get back up and to carry on and to break those chains in your life, that it doesn't have to be this way forever. You can, I can be changed. Jesus died so our sins were paid for and our sins were forgiven. Now is the time to get serious with God. Now is the time to be awake to the needs in our life, to shake ourselves from the dust and to be set free. Amen? In closing, why don't we bow your head and close your eyes? This is between you and the Lord. If there's an area where you need to ask for forgiveness from somebody else and God has, has spoken to you that to your heart during this message, you go and deal with that after. But this time right here now with eyes shut, with heads bowed, is your time before the Lord. Just take a minute or so in his presence and you talk to God about whatever he was speaking to you about during this message.
Father, we realize that it is by your strength and by your might that we are victorious. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be awake, to be aware if there is something in our life that does not please you, a sin in our life, in our mind or in our actions or in our words, whatever it may be. Father, would you help us to shake it off, Lord, to get up and to move on in you and help us to break those chains. You have set us free and we are free indeed. Help us to remove those chains of bondage, those unlocked chains that are in our life. Help us to be overcomers and to be changed more and more to be like you. And in his name we say, amen. amen.